You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. We're ramping up the mock draft action there. I've got my seven-rounder up, my top 100 big board. We're also going to do team-specific mock drafts, and uh, later in the week, we'll do a mock draft with trades to uh, kind of break things down with uh, different scenarios there for you. So a lot of good stuff there. On this network, we have the Ultimate Mock Draft going on, a special six-episode shot here with experts and insiders from Locked On Network, as well as uh, from Odyssey, including Michael Irvin and Brian Baldinger. So a lot of good stuff there to uh, check out here on Sporting News and here on the Locked On Network here. We're going to continue breaking down the prospects of note from the offensive skills side here for you. We've uh, done two shows on quarterbacks, we did two shows on wide receivers, we did a couple shows on running backs, now we're going to have one big show on tight ends, not as much there, and this is also one start type situation here in fantasy football, but there are actually a lot of good options here, future receivers that could have an impact, some opportunities, some voids created by free agency and changes up that way, so what we have here is we're going to talk about all the uh, tight ends I have going in the draft, if I add them up here, I've got uh, a good number there through the middle rounds. But in all here, we're going to look at uh, 12 tight ends. So we'll uh, focus our energy on that. We actually will dedicate our first segment to the number one tight end of the board because there's so much speculation about where he could land up. So we'll do that. Then we'll look at uh, three other guys I really like for impact here if they get to the right landing spots in 2021 as rookies, then look at the rest of the class. And really what we're doing is spreading the wealth here. No team gets two tight ends and uh, definitely some options all across the board here to help teams in different capacities. So let's get into it. The top tight end on the board for everyone is Kyle Pitts. And you've heard a lot of Kyle Pitts buzz here, 6'6", 239 pounds. He is a dynamic athlete, a special receiver. This position has not seen for quite some time. So I know we've had Vernon Davis and Eric Ebron and uh, TJ Hawkinson all throughout the years go in the first round. But Pitts, just a special gear as a receiver. Now, I think he can round into a very good blocker, but the first thing you're going to look at is Pitts as being a red zone beast here, finishing drives, a big playability as well. So rare skill set for receiving tight end. Kyle Pitts has. So if you're looking for a wide receiver, you might look for Kyle Pitts to be kind of that type of player in the Travis Kelsey mode where you can trust him as your number two receiver or even number one target in an offense. So that's how good Kyle Pitts is. He's very prolific production there from Florida. Really fit well in that offense and the people are salivating. And a bit of a luxury pick when you take a receiving tight end of his nature. you got to feel comfortable with the other positions or you have to have a real void at tight end to go in this direction. So when we look at uh, Kyle Pitts, 
I think there's a lot of places he can land. I think the number one spot you'd look at, we know it's not the Jaguars or Jets, one, two. The 49ers are going after quarterback. So we start with the Falcons there at number four. They've toyed over this idea of Kyle Pitts. I know they have Hayden Hurst. That would pretty much squash Hayden Hurst's value there. But I think he would immediately be that third target there and be involved with Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. So that's a team certainly in the market for a tight end, a little bit more dynamic. I know Hayden Hurst is pretty decent, but he's more of a blocking type. Austin Hooper was okay, but this takes it to a whole new level there as a receiving person here for what Matt Ryan can do. And it would be a big boost to his value as well, as well as help uh, Jones and Ridley there get open. So that's a very good landing spot if the Falcons can afford to go in that direction and not think about stashing a quarterback or go defense. I also think he fits the Bengals really well at number five. They like throwing the middle of the field with Joe Burrow. They did that a lot. C.J. Uzuma was a big blow early in the season before Burrow himself got hurt. You also had uh, Drew Sample, but he's more of a blocking type, so that would be a good compliment here. If you get a Pitts, Uzuma has one more year left on his deal. He's coming off a major injury, so you could move on from him. So Kyle Pitts, as a luxury pick here, is not really luxury because you're trying to win with Joe Burrow. You have decent options at wide receiver T. Higgins and... Tyler Boyd, so you could go in that direction with Kyle Pitts, certainly at number five overall. Now, I think if there's not those two landing spots, the next one in the top ten, and this is just barring a trade-up, I think there's potential that Pitts is a special enough athlete that somebody will go up and get him. We'll talk about which teams might be most motivated to do that in a moment. But you also have to look at the Panthers. They don't have much at tight end. I know they signed Dan Arnold, the former Cardinal, Ian Thomas was a bit of a disappointment. He's had some injuries, didn't quite make the transition easy from Greg Olson. So you look at the Panthers there as being an option here for Kyle Pitts. Again, I think it's a bit of luxury. I think they could go offensive tackle. I think they could go corner. There's many different ways the uh, Panthers could go with that pick, even trade down there out of it, and that could be a potential spot where someone goes after. I don't see the Broncos doing that with uh, Noah Fant in the mix, a recent first-rounder at tight end so again then you get outside the top 10 the two teams you're looking at are the cowboys at number 10 and the eagles at number 12 and to some degree the Chargers at number 13. when you look at the cowboys uh again they don't have a lot there it's blake jarwin but he can't seem to stay healthy coming off a torn acl early in the season dalton schultz more of an inline blocker in the drew sample mode mold where maybe extended as a receiver a little bit too much last year so and Kyle Pitts, you put him in there in that offense, same deal. Look at Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup and C.D. Lamb. You put him in there with the Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott out of the backfield, Tony Pollard at times. That looks like an offense that might be unstoppable there in the passing game if you have Pitts. So the Cowboys tempted just like they were in looking at Lamb and saying, look, we didn't really need Lamb as much as other teams, but we put him in our slot. We have great 11 personnel here. For a while, Michael Gallup eventually is going to become a free agent next year. So, again, the Cowboys certainly could make a power move for Pitts or be ready to jump on him if he slides a la Lamb from 2020. Now, the Eagles are the team that I've circled in the mock draft. I think the Eagles, right now, picking number 12, I think they could maybe have Pitts fall to them, but I think it's more likely they're going to be a little bit aggressive. They have some uh, extra picks in this year's draft to uh, maneuver up the board a few spots to make sure they get pips. So maybe they make a deal with the Broncos to make sure they get pips or the Panthers, something to that degree. 
But yeah, I mean, they're shopping Zach Ertz, but I think they're reluctant to move Zach Ertz until they know for sure they can procure Kyle Pitts. And they were probably sitting pretty for him at number six, but they made the trade, they got some extra picks. They can move back up the board, seeing where Pitts might go, get him. So I think 12, I like the team fit a lot with the Eagles, but I'm not sure Pitts is going to still be available if they just stay put. And finally, the Chargers at 13, they signed uh, Jared Cook to replace Hunter Henry, but that's not a real direct replacement. Cook is getting older. He faded with the Saints there. They replaced him with Adam Troutman, so here they can do it with a young tight end. Kyle Pitts, should he drop to the Chargers? It just depends how the wide receiver shake out as well with uh, Jalen Waddell and Devonta Smith, especially. I think Jamar Chase is going to go ahead of Pitts, but those two guys could uh, shake things up here and be available or not available, and Pitts might be the guy that you look at at that pick. All right, uh, let's, uh, we will uh, break down the rest of the tight ends here for you on the show. Uh, and we'll talk about three more that I think that could have immediate uh, impact here in fantasy football and produce in our next segment. Then we'll look at uh, the rest on my board. We'll do a blitz of the final eight where I have them landing, what I think they can contribute to the NFL in our final segment. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time update odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. All you have to do is head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do is enter the promo code Locked On. Again, all you have to do is uh, enter the promo code locked on there, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So, yeah, plenty of action there. NBA, MLB, NHL, all that good stuff. And the only place you want to go to to do all that and to get in on the action, bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We'll be right back here to break down my next three tight ends ranked overall in my prospect rankings for the 2021 NFL Draft. All right, uh, we do have three more exciting tight ends to talk about. I know Kyle Pitts is getting all the hype, but three more could really have an immediate impact. We'll get into talking about them in a moment, but you got to check out all the draft coverage here at Locked On Podcast Network. We're covering the NFL Draft from all angles. Catch up on the Ultimate Bot Draft 2021 podcast presented by Odyssey. Follow Locked on NFL Draft and the Draft Dudes podcast for the latest draft news. And also stay tuned for more info about our live NFL Draft coverage as we kick things off April 29th and next Thursday night. Yeah, can't wait to get to that point. Uh, Let's continue, however, setting the table for that draft. And we'll look at our second tight end of the board. He was the number one until Kyle Pitts kind of just emerged and took off here. Pat Freermuth of Penn State, 6'5", 260 pounds here. Good, complete tight end. I think Pitts, natural receiver, high-level receiver, would uh, stack up with a lot of wideouts. Freermuth is more that classic, well-rounded tight end that can do everything, can block, can get offline, make some key catches here. He's been a fixture in that Penn State passing game for quite a while here, so... I have them go to the Panthers in the second round. If they don't go Pitts in the first round, I think Freermuth fits what they want to do. I think he'd be a good value there to pair with Sam Darnold in the Dan Arnold mold, but a little bit higher upside, more athletic here, can actually make plays and help 
those two guys on the outside, Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. So, better for him worth just a solid guy you put in. And he could also be an option for the Eagles. Again, uh, staying in state there if they don't go for Kyle Pitts or they opt to go wide receiver instead. Or things shake out a different way for Philadelphia. Pat Freermuth would certainly be a strong consolation prize there that they could get and give you a little bit more blocking help and also fit in with uh, Dallas Gutter pretty well. But, yeah, he's also an option again. If Atlanta wants to go that direction in the second round and want to use more 12 personnel with two tight ends, that is an option for them. Yeah, Pat Framer, just one of those rock-solid old-school tight ends, but can get uh, there down the seam and make plays as well. He's just sturdy. He's not going to break down for you the solid frame at 260. So a little bit bigger, obviously, than Kyle Pitts. They're uh, not as big uh, in terms of height, but certainly bulkier, stronger there. Traditional guy that you can trust uh, playing in line for many years to come, but also slide out and make some big plays. The next tight end on the board, this guy is a little bit more of a Pitts light, a little bit smaller, 6'3", 245, a little bit bulkier there. It's uh, Brevin Jordan of Miami, Florida. You have him making a lot of plays. I think he can be an impact receiver. Has to grow a little bit more as a blocker. I think Pitts is a little bit better in that area and more established. Freeman certainly at a different level than Jordan there, but I like what he can do as a cog in your offense. He can add another dynamic element as well. So maybe more, again, pure kind of offline receiving type that you would try to feature in an offense here than Pitts. And I have him go to the Jaguars, and I think they really need a lot of help. I mean, they said goodbye to Tyler Eifert. They got James O'Shaughnessy as probably their best tight end option here remaining. So... I don't love that, so Brevin Jordan coming in, that'd be a good little security blanket for Trevor Lawrence playing off those wide receivers. He would have less pressure on him because he'd have the team spreading the field quite a bit. So, again, Brevin Jordan, I like him a lot. as a this guy that you have to believe he's going to be a pure receiver. He has some potential there as a blocker, kind of like Jimmy Graham. I know Jimmy Graham was much bigger, had the basketball pedigree and all that, but Brevin Jordan, I think that's something with the Miami system. I think when you go back, Jeremy Shockey was the most natural blocker. That's going back, way back. I think Kellen Winslow, uh, when things were better for him on the field, uh, Kellen Winslow too, more of a receiving type. I think Jordan goes even more to that level of being a receiver first, and then we'll see how the blocking plays out in the developmental stages for a particular team. The next guy I think was a bit underused Overall, at Notre Dame, Tommy Tremble, great name for a tight end, by the way, intimidating last name, does strike some fear in some defenders with his frame here. 6'4", 248, so kind of a mashup of Pitts, Freemuth, and Jordan, to be honest with you, uh, that he does a little bit of everything those guys do well, but could improve in all those areas, and that's why he's number four here on the list. One team I thought that could target him, they have some other needs elsewhere or want to uh, make some more impact moves at different positions because of their contending status. The Tennessee Titans, I think that would be great. That would be a lot of alliteration as well. Tommy Tremble, Tennessee Titans. It would be a lot to say in a mouthful, but they also need it. They lost Joni Smith. They've got Austin Ferkser of uh, Harvard as their best tight end left. So they need to get some help there. It's been a team that relies a lot on the tight end. Tremble coming from a good blocking system as well. Again, untapped potential as a receiver. I think he can still grow as a blocker. 
again, I don't know if he'll have uh, as much receiving impact immediately, but again, the Titans have proved that they're going to throw to the uh, tight end quite a bit. And you have to also keep in mind, uh, Adam Humphreys vacated targets. Corey Davis vacated targets. I know they tried to uh, kind of rebound their receiver a little bit, but certainly they're reshuffling the receiving court behind A.J. Brown. So some opportunities there. So really about where these guys land, but certainly Carolina, Jacksonville, Tennessee give some opportunity for immediate play here. I think Pitts, it doesn't matter as much for the landing spot. I think he's going to be fine and produce right away because if team takes him really high in the top 10, they want to deploy his services where second rounder, third rounder, you're less uh, needy to put that player in a big role right away to uh, justify the selection. He's more just of a solid pick for you on day two. All right, so there's a look at the next three tight ends on my board. Pat Freemuth of Penn State, Brevin Jordan of Miami, and Tommy Tremble of Notre Dame. Yeah, so some really good values there. And uh, different types of tight ends. Again, a little bit more well-rounded there with Freemuth and Tremble. And Jordan, uh, kind of a Pitts light that is available there after Pitts goes within the top 12 to 13 picks. All right. Final segment, uh, again, a lot of good uh, value out there still to talk about. I do have to remind you that with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is not impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why do it often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? And wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. At rockauto.com, you'll find a catalog that's unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle. And choose the brand, specification, and most important, prices you prefer. At rockauto.com, you'll find everything from engine control models and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether you're the classic driver, you're the daily driver, you get everything you need in a fusey clicks to deliver it directly to your door. Best of all, as I mentioned, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same whether you're a professional or a do-it-yourselfer. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there, how did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. We'll be back here to uh, finish the show looking at eight more tight ends of note in the 2021 NFL Draft as receivers. Okay, uh, we will close the show here in a moment with... Uh, a blitz look at the, the last eight tight ends on my board. All these guys I have being drafted. I'll mention where they're going and what the thinking was with all of these in a moment. But today through the 26th, listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey featuring an analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason Lacanfora, and Brian Baldinger, our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars of their teams. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y, and pronounced Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. All right, so one more tight end. I think he was a fringe in terms of impact, and depending on his landing spot. But 6'5", 254, again, more of a traditional size tight end there that you see in is hunter long of boston college here uh i look at uh him and i see as a potential replacement for kyle rudolph with the vikings and that's where i have him going in the mock draft you have uh, irv smith 
Jr., and I think he's going to see a bigger role as a receiver, uh, complementing what uh, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen do. There, they are definitely a two-receiver team, so it opens up things for a wide receiver. So we'll see what Smith Jr. gets. They bring along Long as more developmental type. Smith steps into that primary tight end role here. They do have Tyler Conklin and other options, but again, under Long, I think would be a really good fit. Kyle Rudolph moving on to the Giants and uh, playing with Evan Ingram there uh, as he was released by the Vikings this offseason. The next guy, this is another team that should be in the market, at least for a developmental tight end. I know they have Logan Thomas, but Trey McKinney there of Georgia would be a good fit for the Washington football team. These are uh, now getting into day three selections here for you. Yeah, I, I think he's a guy that uh, can play in line, a little bit versatile there. Good compliment to what Logan Thomas does, but I don't think he's going to take away too much there. But certainly a guy that could uh, develop into a pretty good backup to Logan Thomas and help out you know, should Thomas be on the shelf at all. Again, remember, tight end is a position of attrition with uh, just the rough and tumble of it and they're playing and getting a lot of uh, physical uh, beat up there at the position. So Trey McKitty, I like him, but at Washington football team, there's an option. I have uh, Kenny Yuba going to the Rams. He's a guy that could help them replace Gerald Everett in that offense. I know they've got to some other guys like Johnny Munt in the mix, but again, Gerald Everett was a pretty good uh, receiver and a blocker for the Rams, so they're changing things up. They're used to having Everett and Higby pretty consistently. I think whatever happens here, Higby still has more appeal as a receiver, but Yuba could be uh, developed pretty well by the Rams and Sean McVay. I mentioned the Bengals as a team, and I don't know if they can afford to take pits so early. But you look at uh, Nick Eubanks of Michigan, another kind of solid uh, classic tight end out of the Big Ten. That country, we've seen uh, those types a lot here. So Nick Eubanks maybe underutilized a little bit, but going to the Bengals. Again, good contingency for Uzuma going forward. A little bit more well-rounded here than Drew Sample. So not a bad way to stash a tight end later in the draft. Now the Jets have uh, Chris Herndon and uh, Ryan Griffin back in the mix here for presumably Zach Wilson, their new rookie quarterback, but they could use maybe a little bit more tight end depth. And you can look at Miller Forstall of Alabama. I like him, again, lost in the shuffle a little bit when you have all those great receivers at Alabama and the running game and all that, but did the little things right. I don't think he's anywhere near what O.J. Howard could offer there in the NFL, but again, that's why he's a later round pick. Good complimentary tight end, developmental guy that we're going to watch, but again, nothing we're going to see there right away in 2021. Another developmental guy that you look at in the later rounds, Quinton Morris there. I haven't go to the Bears. Jimmy Graham somehow did not get cut, so they still have Cole Komet there, the second rounder from last year, Jimmy Graham, but I think they need to develop, again, a backup here as Graham's getting older, probably near the end of the line with his career, even though he had a little bit of flash of production there with Komet last year. Komet should uh, take more of the main role here at tight end, so that would leave room to say, look, we need to get another tight end to develop here. At some point, so Quentin Morris of Bowling Green, not a bad uh, pick there for the Bears late. The Falcons, if they don't go for a tight end early and a jump on pits, they can look at Tony Polian of Virginia. Can do a lot of things there, uh, really versatile player overall. And a good compliment there if they need for Hayden Hurst. So that's the type of receiver you'll get. Hayden Hurst, we saw his compliment at one point was Mark Andrews. 
Tony Pullian kind of fits more of that mold here, but just a flyer that you would take in the late rounds. And finally, a guy that could go a little later than I have him. I am going as the last tight end. is Pro Wells. I mean, great name, by the way. Pro Wells to uh, make the transition from college to the pros. And I have him go to the Dolphins. Mike Gusecki really came on at the end of last year, kind of settled in. But they've got some contract issues with him going forward. Maybe want some depth there. They do have uh, some pretty good guys right now, but I, don't, I think that can be reshuffled pretty quickly. They have Durham Smythe and Adam Shaheen. So, again, taking a chance, a, a blocking type here with uh, some receiving gears just to develop here in the later rounds. So is simply one of the better player available, better players available in the late rounds. So, Pro Wells, again, we can see where he lands, but for many teams, he's going to be one of those sleepers to stash and develop uh, there into maybe something special at tight end. So a lot of uh, potential certainly at tight end across the board here in the 2021 NFL Draft. So exciting to see that at this position. We need some replenishing here. Tight end was a bit down definitely in fantasy football in 2020. So between Pitts, Fremuth, Jordan, Tremble, and Long, I think we're going to have a lot of good options here pretty soon. The rest uh, we'll watch for as well based on their situation. So tight end primarily is about the receiving talent and uh, where they can land in the pecking order there on a team. You want them to be no lower than three, usually to really be a potential in, in the conversation for tight end one. If they get to four, then you can use them as well for target uh, there behind three receivers, but you really want them to sneak in there behind two receivers at least, and if they get into that mold where they're the code number one, where you have Travis Kelsey, where you have wide receiver Tyree Kill, and they're right there with them, or George Kittle, then you have someone really special at the position, I think. There's some uh, potential for both types to emerge here, starting with Pitts, the clear-cut number one tight end prospect in the 20 Royal class, and really one of the best tight end prospects we've ever seen come into the NFL. So there you have it. There's now a wrap on our positional look there. We will uh, get into more team-specific looks here as we get closer. I know it's Ultimate Mock Draft Week here on the network, so we'll get into the Mock Draft fun as well here. So we'll break down some things specific, what teams are thinking there. We'll do that for you uh, tomorrow. So we'll go through all 32 picks. We'll kind of uh, lay out uh, where each team could go in an offensive direction. So we won't do it necessarily player-specific, but we'll try to get into the uh, – minds of the teams here so what we'll do is we'll break it down we'll do the top half of the first round get to all those teams and we'll uh, do the bottom half and then uh, we'll get to those teams as well as the ones not picking for now in the top 32 so we'll break that down in the next two shows for you here uh, on lockdown fantasy football so looking forward to that thanks so much for listening to this look at the tight ends in the 2021 nfl draft have a great day see you tomorrow this has been Vinny Iyer for locked on fantasy football